0: G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League Podcast. We're the AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars, we only talk about the less knowns and the players who are going to bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. My name's Hef and tonight I am joined by Checkers. Welcome back to the podcast, mate. Good to be back. I haven't seen you for a few weeks. So. Yeah, it's been a while since Gather Round. Really? Gather, haven't yeah. seen each other since then. You've been pretty much flat out since that weekend. Yeah. Since there. what Season started for you. As yeah, well? the, the div twelve
1: resis are kicked <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. Um Do you want to give us a rundown how the Div 12 Rezzies are going? I just got a text just come through just then. Yeah. Um we had the we had Channel 9 come out and film the Div 12 Resis at training last week. Yeah. Um should be on air Wednesday morning on the Today Show. That was the text I just got just then as I was <laughs> Oh sweet. <laughs> but sorry. Uh, That's but all right. but uh, yeah, pretty much we play in the lowest ranked div in like South Australia. Yeah. Um in the D grade. What is, the, uh, what is the actual divot? Div it's not yeah, 12, is it? C7. C7, um, yeah. But our housemate came along to the first game and just he has his own TikTok account and was filming some <laughs> stuff. And I didn't even know any of it went up. Like I didn't check my phone. So I usually have like a gig and stuff. So after footy, I didn't check anything. Sunday, I wake up. I think I went to the footy on Sunday and then I get a text from my mum asking who my girlfriend is because uh, the original oh, video yes. that blew up was an audio of a... It was a ripped audio for another person's video of a girl oh, really? talking I about was, I thought it was specifically for yours. No,
0: yeah, right. No, <laughs> no I didn't know that.
1: Um, it was a TikTok that blew up like two years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah, because she was a, a fame more of a
0: famous TikToker. Yeah, yeah she's like right. from Sydney. Yeah, um, yeah Piper Ross. If you yeah. want to look her up. Yeah, my my partner actually knew
1: who that was. I didn't yeah. know idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, so he ripped the audio off that. Blew up. I think it got three million plays or something. So yeah, <laughs> just, ridiculous. Finding new angles to hit TikTok with. It's not kicking torps or yeah. like gather around, It's me playing really low level of football. <laughs> You've been posting your fantasy scores up there as well. Yeah. So. Well, he started taking starts. Yeah. He's um. Now we have got all these kids coming out to our games. Like we yeah. Had, no, had a crowd that. of um, crowd of kids there on the weekend. All like filming us and taking <laughs> stats and bringing out chalky milk and it was getting oh, a bit so out good. of hand, but it's all for a good laugh. So yeah, happy right. if anyone's taking oh. the piss out of me. Where are the Div 12 Resi's playing this weekend? Uh, playing at Port Districts. Yeah. Okay. Um, against so where you haven't won a game all year. Yeah. And Port Districts haven't won a game all year. Oh showdown! Whoever loses is guaranteed the wooden spoon, pretty much. Yeah. Because, uh, the rest of the comps <laughs> really strong. <laughs> One of my workmates actually plays for uh, who did you play on the weekend?
0: Golden Grove. Golden Grove plays for them. So. Yeah. I think it's like captain number three with the sleeves, I reckon. So. Yeah, I reckon really he had a field day. <laughs> I don't reckon he did, but no, that's all right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this uh, podcast is brought to you by Game Day Squad, uh, create, coach, and compete in fantasy football. If you haven't played it before, you open digital packs to get your cards instead of picking players from a player pool. Uh, each card has different value and a different multiplier. So, you know, some of the lower level cards or lower level players can be worth more because they've got, you know, a 1.5 multiplier or something like that. So, you get free cards each week for logging in and you can also buy players um, from the transfer market. You can also buy packs as well to get more players. Best part about it, it's a dynasty format. Um, so, it's really relevant for the Keep League because last week I got a gold Harry Sheasel. and be worth a mint. I am pretty happy with that. Well, I bought a silver one a few weeks ago for 50, it cost me 50 bucks. To get a silver one. So, silver's it depends on the kind of league you're playing. They can be a bit more valuable depending on what you do. But I think anything Shizu at the moment is uh, going pretty hot. So, yeah. Pretty happy with that one. Create, coach, and compete in fantasy footy with Game Day Squad. Uh, head to gamedaysquad.com.au to check it all out. All right, Jack, is you ready to get in the show? Yeah, let's get it on way. All right, it. brief format a bit this week. We're just going to talk about the most relevant names of the week, but there is quite the list here. Members also sent in some talking points as well, so we'll get stuck into those later on in the show as well as some listener questions later on. All right, first one of the week is Liam Shields. He had 128 points. Playing more inside the last few weeks, he actually had 56% of the centre bounce attendances. I guess, does this surprise you and has he surprised you this season?
1: Um, I mean, Clarko loves him. We knew that Clarko loved him. That's why they brought him to the club. But uh, the 56 CBA is a bit – it's an interesting stat because that game had like barely any CBAs. Um, I don't know if you – I'm trying to think of the scoreline. I'll look it up. It was like – what – 12 CBAs in total for the match. Yeah, it was pretty low. It's like 4 goals, 10 plays, 8 goals, 16. Yeah so like really was his CBAs that inflated yeah okay Yeah. Um, ben Cunnington got subbed out as yep. well so I mean Cunnington probably missing as well. yeah probably takes some of those CBAs but yeah look, um, in the week where they dropped uh, Turner and Aaron Hall and they put the two kids in and they look like they're going to start they put Bergman and uh, Blake Drury, Drury in yep. um, and every, it's sort of that general consensus that maybe North Melbourne are going to start playing all the kids yep. filtering out all the oldies but I feel like Liam Shields is still Clarko's pet Yeah. and probably doesn't get filtered out he'll stick around for the rest of the year. So it's a keeper league format. For someone who's very low cost, yeah, yeah, low ownership, that could be pretty handy to have.
0: Yeah, because like regardless of the CBAs, one hundred twenty-eight
1: points, you like, yeah. you can't argue. No, with he's still, it. <laughs> still <laughs> playing pretty good footy. <laughs> yeah, Um, yeah. you have that concern of like anyone over thirty is probably at risk of getting dropped. Yeah, at North Melbourne, but Liam Shields is like, you know, Clark isn't like going to drop Liam uh, yeah. Shields. That's he keeps criminal. getting the
0: job done. That's as sw- well as well. Like he's like just such a senior player for him. He just yeah, they they look to him and stuff like that. Do you reckon it continue or do you reckon this is just like a bit of a patch they're going through? I, think, like Will I don't Phillips think the
1: one hundred twenty, or- well, one hundred twenty-eight on the weekend. I don't yeah. think that continues, but I think he continues enough to warrant like having him in your side almost yeah. as like a bench option. Even only, so a, cause, cause he's
0: a forward, so it's Yeah, a pretty just good a option.
1: concern would be if at one point Clark when Clarky does decide to chop him out of the side and play some more kids and that, you know, that could be the hassle. But for now, they dropped Hall, they dropped um, Turner, so he kept his spot. And he's probably would be the oldest player on their list, wouldn't he? So yeah, James Elms is uh, sorry, Jags. I'm just reading the chat here from the live
0: stream. James Elms saying Div 12 best and fairest a huge get for the pod. So <laughs> is that right? You're on track uh, for the best and fairest, you reckon?
1: Not the fairest, but and <laughs> yeah, not, not the best. No. Nah. <laughs> you want uh, want a BNF in the Div 12? Nah, before? I think the best. I finished is like fifth in the uh, BNF. Surely,
0: surely, just with all the content, you're getting the votes anyway at the moment. Uh, uh, hopefully all with the umpires,
1: you. the umpires knew who we were before we went out on the weekend.
0: I um I finished runner up in a in a div a C two medal one year and I had a dog shit season, but because I was a captain,
1: I swear they just gave three votes to yeah, the captain each week. There's a few theories I've heard getting yeah. around the lower leagues like make sure you go shake the umpire's hand. Yeah, yeah usually um helps. I mean I wear a long sleeve and I have the haircut that stands out. So yeah, when you back helps. at the end of the game, like maybe that might help, but yeah. I don't I don't think it's enough. I'm yeah. If anything I, I annoy the umpires more than anything but he's whing all day about uh, there's one
0: year I didn't don't even think I finished top ten in the club. Best and fairest, but uh, yeah, finished second in the uh, in the league. Well, that's a good fairest, get. yeah. Did
1: you get a medal for that? No, nah, I get nothing. <laughs> nothing. Just nothing. your name put up on the um. Did yeah. They put it up on the amateurs page every oh, year when they did the medal count. Last no, they I yeah, would have got mentioned. the everyone actually. everyone, everyone run tags their mates a thousand times when they finish like top ten. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah you exactly. get ripped if you finish like top ten in <laughs> probably a probably fine league, as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyways,
0: we'll get we can move
1: on. There's enough
0: dip back, twelve Resis content. No one cares about the AFL content. Everyone cares about twelve Resis. That's for sure. Liam Stocker being Saints man, 127 points. Just mopped up across halfback. There's that combination of playing against North and just wayward kicking going forward, plus the Saints game style where they kind of chip around a fair bit as well to kind of move it forward. Um, it's a yeah, like it's a very fantasy-friendly game style. Is, it, is he capable of more of these type of scores throughout the season or do you reckon this is just like do a it one was up?
1: like a bit of that. So, we just said before like about all the behinds that were kicked. Was it... <sighs> 26 behinds kicked in that game for a game that was under cover with no wind or rain. You're talking about the no wind or um, rain is very easy to do that chip kick style off half back as well, you know. Yeah, Yeah, If there's all those kick outs that Saints would have had, all that possession footy they would have had in that back half, sort of all the behinds kicked. I'm thinking Wilkie scored pretty well. Wanganin Malira scored pretty well yeah I mean all those types that sort of would play chip kick footy got a fair bit of the ball Saints
0: defenders in general though just score well so
1: he had 16 yeah. marks and I'd probably take a fair bet the most and were uncontested oh yeah absolutely um oh, 127 overinflated but you know he's he's playing good footy we knew he was play, capable of playing good footy as well yeah Carlton delisted him and it was probably a bit, bit stiff yeah um, definitely but he's having a lot of fun at St Kilda I mean Probably, I'd say more like an 80, 85. But Still, I'll take that. That's very Where he got probably got drafted in most confidence. Leagues. Remember, he doesn't play a lot of yeah. senior footy, a lot of AFL footy. Yeah. Um, probably played a like, bucket load of VFL footy. I'll never forget that time where
0: he was playing at Carlton and he tried to kick it across the face and actually kick the goal for the other day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but he'll get confidence. As, as any rookie, when they get to that 20, 30, 50, 70 game stage, you see their, their um, averages start to increase a little bit. So. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, no, nah,
0: stock is a pretty anyone for your keeper. Like, like I said, where you drafted him this year was way down. So, yeah, you can't really complain too much with what you're getting from him. Don't expect these huge scores, but the potential is there for scoring. That's definitely there. Um, Dom She. Oh, sorry. Luke Jackson was the next one on the list. 117 points. He was just way more dominant this week. When he's not rucking, I guess he's he's playing forward, but this time, I swear he was at a couple centre bounces as not the ruckman. He was like a midfielder. Like yeah, a-
1: he didn't um, actually go in the ruck a lot. Yeah. He only had three hit outs, but he was yeah. like... Um, I mean Tabner's out at the moment injured but Luke Jackson was so dominant as yeah. the full forward or as the key forward because he was actually taking grabs this he's week he's so like, mobile yeah, like, yeah. Uh, he was Um, kicked two goals one and I reckon he kicked one that fell just short and he might have kicked one out of bounds Yeah, so he could have kicked it, like a bag of four which would have been very handy Yeah, but he's obviously had like the media on his back a bit about being like a, a high cost trade that Freo Sort of had to buy, yeah. You know, spent a lot of cash, send some draft picks away, and he hasn't maybe performed what they wanted. But we know that Luke Jackson, like young ruckman, he is well ahead of where all other Ruckman of his age have been. Like he's one oh, flag, absolutely. and yeah, like yeah. you know, compare him to a lot of the other young Ruckman just sitting in the twos on everyone else's list, yeah. just waiting to develop. Like most rucks aren't playing until they're twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, and this know? bloke's dishing up you know grand yeah. final winning performances. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's, you just you can't complain. I think I've got him in a feud drafts and I'll just keep him on field because I know that these games where he does get a hold of the game aren't going to be every week but they're every two to three weeks so you know you take the take the good with the bad sometimes so you might get a 50 60 some weeks but you're going to get 120 the other and as he gets older and more improved, you know, that's going to level out a little bit more.
0: Do you think there is a world where him and Sean Darcy actually score? Like, they're both, like, 90-plus average guys, or does one have to make way for the other? Like, mm. are we going to be waiting well, for- There's the
1: Tabna factor. I mean, Nat five came in the last quarter, and Jackson got pushed up the ground. Yeah. I definitely noticed that a bit more. He was playing, like, more as a key forward. But I mean more so over, like, the next two, three, four years- I do think be they can to just, just as like we've seen it with Max Gordon and Brody Grundy they play mm. one definitely plays forward one definitely plays in the right. yeah and I think Jackson's a much better forward at the moment than he is it's going to be a
0: yo-yo own for um, both of them but I, I feel
1: like they'd they St Kilda missing a key forward like Tabner is the the GOAT for them, he's the guy they want to be playing at full forward. Yeah. They're sort of experimenting with Fife. They're experimenting with like Sam Sturt and is it Jai... G- G- Amos. Amos. I always yep. get his name wrong. I say Amos or yeah. Amos. Yeah. Um But, you know, they're still in development stages. So if you can have Luke Jackson, you can outbody people and, and take clunks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I yeah. Like, I think he's definitely a talent. It's just whether the fantasy scoring is going to be consistent I think he's,
1: he's shown potential though to score like he didn't actually rock that much on the weekend he's shown potential yeah. to score well as just a key forward yeah
0: like. needs to yeah I don't know just needs to develop that part of that key forward part of his game to a bit more, be a bit more consistent hitting the and score a bit yeah, more yeah. consistently um, free of winning probably helps as well uh, you know, absolutely smashing, I reckon. Uh, anyway, uh, Dom Sheed returned this week after, what was his voice box or something was wrong with him? or Wasn't, wasn't there <laughs> the something weird something? wrong with him? Yeah, neck. Had 111 points. Um, basically, this is what we all wanted, you know, the start of the season. Now that he's back and he's, you know, straight back in the midfield, do you reckon there's some scope there for him to just continue scoring well for the rest of the season?
1: Uh, it's hard. with. I wouldn't be that hot on many West Coast players, especially West Coast midfielders, because of... Just how they're sitting on the ladder. I mean, yeah. It's very hard to score over hundred consistently when you're losing. Like Tim Kelly's getting close, but he's still yeah. probably not justifiable as like a premium. No one's getting those ceiling scores, uh, are they? And then other weeks you see like obviously all the players that have they've got a massive injury list and players coming in and out of the side so much over the next probably like twelve weeks. Yep. If you're looking in for the rest of the year, like get I don't know who, who, when people are due back on the injury list, but say like a Shui comes back in for two weeks yeah. and it just shifts his role a little bit or you know, yeah. whoever comes back in. Well, I have noticed we have seen Gaff scoring pretty well the last few weeks playing
0: more of an inside role and he dropped right down this week. So maybe there's only room for one of them or something like that. And if Shui yeah. comes back in, that could ruin him again. But Shui, I reckon.
1: Shui might not be the one. There's heaps yeah. of players on the injury list. Like we know there's only like 26 fears. Yeah, so like anyone on that injury list can come shift back in and it shifts the role. So it's a dangerous game to be playing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, fair enough. Oh yeah, I wouldn't trust Dom Sheed just yet but if he puts up another good couple of performances he might sway me that's all um, oh, Will Power, 105 points um, he was the looser man in defence like they play a pretty loose game style anyway and the way they chip around they get so many scores at Gold Coast but yeah just kept popping into holes um, taking some intercept marks and then got
1: involved on that chip around too oh, I reckon he's probably too good for the podcast tomorrow. I think it's probably there um, in the like classic realms the hot name of the week or the last two weeks been like Rory Atkins Yeah, and I feel like Powell's just shifted to the background because he's come back in I think he scored a ton last week as well. Yeah. When Atkins went big. Um, and he's done it again. And I feel like he's just. Atkins has got that job security issues where it's like, mm, he's done, you know, a couple good things, but he's done a couple bad things. And they've got Weller to come back in. But I feel like Powers job security is like locked. Like he's the future oh, yeah, yeah. for goalposts. So, like, there, yeah. you know, you can muck, muck around with a Rory Atkins who can. You know, might be in the team this week, might not be in the team next. But I feel like Power's going to be there every chance he's fit.
0: Yeah, he's actually a player I probably could get to as well. Good yeah, thinking. he's not
1: that expensive. In yeah, six fifty. Yeah, 650, yeah. Um, and they are playing that loose footed in down back. Darcy McPherson and it's a good Roy, boy Atkins. But yeah, we
0: shouldn't talk about Classic on this podcast. Otherwise, people complain. But I do like your
1: train of thought there. He's just got the job security <laughs> yeah, compared yeah. to everyone's talking about Atkins, yeah. McPherson. Atkins whether will come week. back in the mix possibly this week or next. Yeah, but Will Power's that one who just slides. He doesn't get much art. He doesn't get much like air yeah. time.
0: He seems to be like their preferred go to guy out of yeah. defense anyway. So or the one who's most likely the likely candidate to rack up some you know good numbers. So yeah. I like him. Um Jermaine Jones had 102 points. He's been awesome. Oh, when he gets that halfback role, which has been consistent this year, it's kind of switched around last year. But when he gets a half back role, which he's got permanently this year by looks, he's awesome. He's only gone under sixty once now and um he like usually gets your seventy most weeks at the bare minimum, but then pops up like with a few, you know, decent scores here and there. I reckon if he was in a better side he'd be a much more reliable scorer as he uh, develops
1: I feel like he suits the West Coast game model very well they do have like the mainstays like Shannon Hearn yeah, 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 okay. all that like deep in defense and he just plays that very good role off like halfback and down the wing so do I you think- reckon there's scope for a more like consistent scoring in the future uh I, I, just, I just feel like he's suiting the role right now at the time that yeah, they've got okay. with all the play you know, they've got the they've got a pretty locked down back like they've been yeah. had for probably five or six years now yeah. with like brass and, and we're probably gonna see like Hearn go at the end of the like year always feel like he's on borrowed time. Same either, as right? like Jaden Hunt and Jermaine Jones. They're probably living their best life right now in that team. They're yeah, playing yeah. their best footy because their roles open up for them to allow it. Like, I feel like in any other team or whatever, they probably wouldn't score as well as they are. Yeah, no, that's fair. They're playing in the bottom side. They're getting a lot of the ball in that back 50. Yeah, no, nah, fair, cool.
0: Uh, moving on to Willem Drew, 102 points. So the roller coaster with him continues this week. He was back in the CBA mix. He goes in, out, in and out. The thing is when he's not in the CBA mix, he's generally starting on the wing and kind of just doing the same thing anyway. So, I don't know if the CBA numbers are that effective, like, with him. I think it's probably just more so the, the, how the game pans out, whether it's a contested game, whether it's, like, a
1: free-flowing game. I he's, remember the last what? time I was on this podcast was after Showdown, yeah. and he was brought up as well. Yeah. Um, and that was a contested game, and he scored well in the midfield. Because Showdown, obviously, like, hard battle. Yeah. A lot of, like, con- contested footy, a lot of ball-ups and stuff like that. Yeah. And they, he played in a, a heap of CBA time then as well. And yeah. you think about Essendon with their midfield with like Stringer, Parrish, Merritt. It's pretty strong midfield. Yeah. Although the week before was a tight, pretty contested game with St. Kilda, but there was a lot of- St. Kilda of, just give up a lot yeah, sometimes. They yeah. can be like very unaccountable at
0: times. Yeah, he just didn't. I don't think he scored that well last week, that's all. Um, but yeah, like when he gets a- when he gets in the CBA mix, there seems to be a correlation. I just, I don't know. I, looking at it, I just think there's so more hard to, predict to it. At yeah, yeah. Though. Um, yeah, tough to pick when he goes well, but he's worth owning for what he can put up at the moment, given that he's got a pretty locked down midfield role, regardless, you know, either on the wing or on the inside that's where he's going to be so yeah he's got to ride the weeks ride the good with the bad I think Um, Jesse Hogan had 100 points or 101 points got on the lead for most of the day and just provide an option which just resulted in him taking 9 marks really kicked a couple goals I don't think he's ever going to be that consistent like enough to be really you know relying on him too much but he's averaging 73 in an up and down kind of year I don't mind him as an option just him, to um, help you out. I've
1: actually got him in probably I reckon almost all of my draft sides. Yeah, because he just gets so like undervalued in when you do drafts. Yeah, um, and he, I mean, there's a few players like this, but he just consistently scores in that like 60 to 80 range. He yep. doesn't have massive games like 140 plus. He doesn't often have a stinker of like below 40 either. Like it's like he's just got that very consistent like draft model because um, he usually is pretty good for like two goals, usually gets up the ground if he's having a quiet day on the scoreboard as well. Yeah. I'm trying to think, very similar to like a Tim Membry type, Jesse Hogan. Yeah. Just consistent forward model.
0: Yeah. Taylor Walker's
1: probably in a similar mould. Most key forwards are around that kind of 70 to, like most good key forwards
0: are around that 70 to 75 average anyway. He's just one of them, you know what I mean? And like he's worth owning because he can do this kind of stuff every now and then. Now, Hayden McLean was an interesting one. Now, Peter Laddham's just like-
1: I don't know what. He, um, yeah, he hurt his shoulder. Is at the very first contest Because I so didn't like see a, the start of the game. I don't know if it was a collarbone or a shoulder and neck, but he went. Yeah. yeah, the first ruck contest, he hit the floor so hard. Oh, that makes so much um, more sense. Yeah, he yeah. played out of the game, but he only played like fifty yeah. percent time on ground. I reckon. Yeah, I thought, I didn't know the actual. I yeah. looked up the actual start this morning. Yeah, um, he did have a sixty forty CBA split. Yeah, I didn't see, he played out of the game. Yeah, because um, they were playing Collingwood. I think they're trying to expose like the Billy Frampton Mason Cox yeah. factor. Okay, cool. Um, but there's like pretty high rumour that he probably won't play this week that's yep. what I've been reading today yep. and they're talking about who's the guy that's on everyone's bench in classy. Tom, Tom Hickey Hick. oh no McAndrew Ma- p- potentially McAndrew
0: yeah. um, coming in because Hickey was back last week but I just don't know if that's the way Sydney want to go is back to Hickey well mm. sorry Hickey's been back for a couple of weeks but he's had his first like 100 plus score in the VFL
1: mm. this week so um, well that could be the goal as well yeah, yeah. I mean if, if, if it's I mean, I don't know how he played at the game, to be honest. As a ruckman getting a sore shoulder, yeah, yeah. it's a pretty hard gig. But that yeah. makes heaps of sense. I was just wondering
0: why McLean- off- Might have got
1: the jab or something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I thought maybe it was
1: like- they yeah, were- yeah, he must have only rucked- Because maybe- McLe- I don't think McLean's strong enough to play a whole game in the ruck. Like, yeah. Um, I thought it was
0: maybe just prepping for Tom Hickey's return. They're going to bump him up a little bit and you know bump Hickey down a little bit, but- Maybe, yeah. Oh, well, now that you say that he got injured in the first bounce, that makes heaps more if, sense. Because if they
1: played like a 60-40 split, yeah. I mean, and Laddum's only played about 50% time on ground, then you'd assume he pretty much just went on, rocked and came off. Yeah. No, that makes more sense.
0: Um, Yeah, If I, yeah, I wish I knew he copped that injury. Anyway, um, Connor Nash uh, had 97 points. Um, My question to you is, is he starting to become fieldable? He does the accountable jobs in the middle, um, but then he still had eight clearances and 12 contested possessions. And he's actually averaging 90 in the past four weeks, which kind of kind of coincides with Finn McGuinness going out of the side. I know they played kind of separate roles, like one was more in the midfield, one was more tagging that halfback flanker. But since like he's gone to stop doing his jobs, I feel like Nash has just been like go-to in the midfield. He's
1: actually like a clearance beast. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's weird. It's so weird. If you told... Anyone probably like August last year. Yeah, that Hawthorne who had Tom Mitchell, Yago Mira, Warpole, and who was that Josh Ward in their midfield mix? And yeah. you told them next year you wouldn't have hard, like two of those. Blo- the two best midfielders in their team. Yeah, and they'd have Connor Nash as their main clearance player. Yeah, you you might be blown. But no, he's actually like if you watch their games, he's, he's a freak. Like, yeah, yeah, bit like um, Hawthorn France is another one who's just doing bulk clearance work, but he's just like so good at just. Bursting out of packs Like that Like strength He's very strong And then very, very quick On the foot so, Yeah, yeah I mean, There was a
0: passage of play where he linked up Like three times Through the middle Like looked like a genuine Like A grade He got, you got pace and, yeah, yeah. yeah It was nuts I reckon he's starting To come fieldable I've got him on my bench I might even bring him on
1: for Well like, they're definitely years. Using him for that I feel like Mitchell's Like worked out That he's a good Clearance player And sometimes when you're, you You need to play like that Yeah Warples. What used was right. to be okay at yeah. it But I mean that pace That burn of pace Is He's like a bit quicker, isn't he? Something everyone's looking for In their midfield at the moment
0: uh, We'll move on we'll Speaking of the same kind of player Jason Horn Francis Really 96 points He's just growing each week Just a contested beast. His traffic work's getting better. He got caught a few times in this game, but he's getting better at just like, well, he's always been good, but he just shrugs players off and kind of finds holes where he probably shouldn't as well. Um, I'm confident he'll be a good fantasy scorer going forward. You know, maybe next year he might have to
1: build, he build it up a little bit more, but what do you think? Yeah, well, that's one that everyone gives him a lot of um, grief because his stacked stats not that great, but I reckon he's probably the best like clearance player at Port Adelaide and then Hinckley definitely knows that I think that's why they've been playing him as the clearance player all year yeah anytime a game gets tight Horn Francis in the midfield mix anytime he's always there at the start of the game and then if the game's tight at the end which they've had a couple of tight games the last few weeks Horn Francis is always thrown into that midfield mix you need, they need to win the clearance yeah um, he's got a bit of a dusty Francis uh, Dusty Martin. Martin about him where he would do the fend off a few times and um, it's that, that strength, grabbing the ball and then the, the quick turn of foot that he's got. It's crazy watching it. Like, you were at the game the weekend. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I saw you. Yeah, it was. there. it was, the, there. Yeah. It was yeah. crazy. And people are starting to catch on and guess. People really excited that type of footy, so yeah, no, it's uh, awesome to see, and yeah, just it's good to see accumulation. He's got to build up, but yeah, I mean, exactly. If you win in heaps of clearances, that'll come. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so no, I have faith going I forward. Dusty um, wasn't the biggest accumulator as well, and he probably copped a lot of knocks. Yeah, through his fantasy career, about probably only being like an eighty-five to ninety-five average. You want a brown yeah. on the average like ninety-five. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and Dusty's only not been you know fantasy relevant because he's just more forward now. And like I just
0: don't see that ever happening with Francis. He's a midfielder first. Forward, yeah, second type they thing. They have used him full forward a few times, but yeah, True. definitely with
1: all the all the keys I've got to put out there, I don't think that'll yeah, be too yeah. often. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're not. Yeah, and you're going to be playing your number one draft pick or a player that was number one draft pick in the midfield going forward. I think. Um, Connor Iden had 96 points uh, just in defence. He was just good when the ball came to ground, um, and then there was like lots of chipping around when it's it, playing against Bulldogs. It just kind of brings out the best Bulldogs in defenders. Very I think good at turning over that yeah, ball yeah. up forward. Yeah, ten marks in there, so that sums it up really. Just not consistent enough for me, but. It was a good score. Um, Bailey Williams, he had 94 points. Um, up against a lesser rut combo of uh, Ben Miller and uh, Samson Ryan. He's had a good
1: scores lately. Actually, the trick with Bailey Miller last few weeks, I'm trying to think what day they played on. This week, the played on a Saturday. Oh, what happened? Oh, I have him as emergency. Yeah. I might like, so I've got, got him stashed on the bench in two draft leagues, I reckon. And the last two weeks, just tunned up last week, maybe, or yeah. the got like 105, I reckon. Yeah. And the last two weeks, I've had him as emergency and then been able to just put like attrition Zeri on field and yeah, copy the him. emergency score. And yeah. I'm so happy with this. It's been yeah. like two weeks in a row. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just, I mean, he's playing sole Ruck or like 90% of the Ruck work most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He hasn't got anyone else chopping out for him so he's yeah. in a lot of time on ground. When he plays the big guys like when he plays like an English or a Max score he's obviously going to get towered yeah. but when he plays the lesser guys like you know when West Coast play Port and he comes against Tickle, when they play against Miller and Samson Ryan he's getting a fair chop out.
0: Yeah yeah. I reckon he's got he's the, the, the short term number one for West Coast like as long as Nick do know he stays out Um He's probably the guy for the next two or three years. I know Callum Jamison, they do, rate, right? And I think he's back playing in the waffle at the moment. Um, so he might come in eventually. But yeah, I think for the time being, he's the number one. Just keep your own Harry Barnett um, in, the, in the waffle. First year Ruckman, like he's going to take two or three, four years to develop, but apparently he's very, very good. Um, but yeah, probably just needs to put on the size to play AFL. Yeah, I mean, off. for the
1: rest of the year, like Bailey Williams probably wouldn't, be, oh, I mean, now that he's scored back to back scores, be in a fair few teams, but yeah, if he's floating on any waivers, I'd like sash him on your bench. You know, he's yeah. just got really good job security. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not the worst rock, rock option out there. Um, Jason Johannesson, I'm going to
0: make him too good for the podcast, probably back for the first time in about four years, I reckon. Um, good to see just the JJ of old back, uh, just plays a nice fantasy friendly role. Not too much more to say about that one. Um, Dylan Williams had 92 points, uh, 24 disposals, and 17 of them were by foot. So, not the uh, not the worst kind of kick to handle ratio there. Also had a couple of kick-ins. Um, I think he had a quarter of Ports kick-ins, but they just weren't that many. That's all. Um,
1: Farrell was to come back in. Do you think he holds his spot? And can he continue scoring like this? I think he holds his spot. Yeah. Um. Poor, poor fans love him now because he's actually – he took that big mark against – Sydney yeah I think he got dropped the next week to be the sub and they're a bit filthy about it because I like he's just won us the game or he's yeah, a game you know, yeah, where he's yeah. been very influential in that game yeah and he's been a bit stiff to like bring a young kid in and then drop him for like yeah for doing good
0: he's been good because like um I guess he's reinvented himself as a footballer you know originally
1: being a small forward was we drafted and, to yeah. be like Robbie Gray's replacement yeah. I'm just looking at his efficiency 88% efficiency yeah yeah no I um so I put him in my bring up classic again but obviously everyone jumped on Rory Atkins yeah. and Fiorini this week yeah and um I messaged Louis on Friday, just with a Atkins and Fiorini, yes or no, and he said no. Yeah. So then I'd, I, swapped, I had him in my team. I swapped him out and I picked up Dill Williams. Yeah. And I, I mean, it was like the Atkins or Williams yeah, trade yeah. off, you and, Atkins, go down and Williams down. ended up scoring more, and I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, sweet. I mean, on the Saturday I was pretty upset. I was like, geez, Atkins looks like he scored well, but yeah. then I don't think many people would have brought in Dill Williams this week. So I was and pretty. You played, you played on field, did you? Nah, I had him on the bench. Unfortunately, oh, okay. I already right. had. I just didn't think he'd score ninety two. Yeah. That was great, but yeah, yeah. No, I'm pretty happy with that pickup Just because like his role, like his, his yeah. kick in. Yeah, um, if he holds. Lots. Then he's gonna be fine. Yeah, he gives job security. I think. Yeah. Um. Who, yeah, it's just a, who, who goes out for Farrell. I mean, Bonner played on the week and he played pretty well as well. Yeah, it's, but Bonner's uh, always in and out of the side. Yeah, so. yeah, Bonner's
0: playing more up on the wing though a bit more. So he's kind of replacing Dozma. So I
1: don't know. Um.
0: Yeah, if he holds. I reckon he's got some potential, that's for sure. Uh, Oscar Allen had 92 points. Um, I've wrote him off, but he's actually okay. Um, For a key forward anyway, like four goals in this game, I think with him and it's kind of like really any key forward, like we are talking about Hogan before and stuff like that, you just got to ride the lows um, because I think he'll get better when West Coast get better um, Darling's not offering a lot right now Darling so. you could pretty much write off yeah yeah so I think he's the kind of main guy going forward he'll be the one that they channel all the other, play through the one
1: issue with that, he's so injury prone like he just throws himself in oh, yeah, so yeah, many yeah. contests yeah um, he was like, when you watch him live and he gets on a bit of a run, I remember he kicked like three goals in a quarter or something the other year, and I was like, hell, hey, this guy's like going to be one of the best key forwards in the comp. And then the next quarter, he threw himself like four contested grabs and just went off injured. I was like, yeah. Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're right. It's actually finally good to see him get a bit of a run without yeah, being injured. Yeah, if he gets injured. a bit of a run without getting injured, he could be a freak. I could kick like a 50 goal year in a yeah. bottom side, which yeah. is pretty handy. Like that's equivalent of like a 70, 80 goal year at Carlton yeah. or Collingwood. Or- Definitely. Well, worth owning if he's out there on your uh, wave Paul.
0: just yeah ride the highs with the lows um, Cooper Sharman back into the side for the first time this week I think um, I think you've been playing what uh, was his name community, community? yeah he's community? been he comes
1: back this week as well from yeah, suspension. suspension so it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because I mean yeah, Max, yeah. Max King's
0: also on the radar and Membry wasn't playing I reckon when community was playing so it's going to be interesting yeah but you got
1: Membry back in the mix you yeah, got Max yeah. King back in the mix and now Sharman's up there as well well talk to <laughs> us about Sharman is there any fantasy potential there uh, I don't think so yeah. I mean I would would say, Membry had an off week this week. And if King comes back in, you're going to have to play Membry and King. Like That's just the preferred combo at St Kilda. Yeah. Um, but I think he played a very Tim Membry-style game. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that one. Just a young, young key forward. Probably not yet. That's that's what
0: I'm going to say with him. It has popped up here and there with good scores. But yeah, just needs a bit more time. we Will need a bit more time anyway. Uh, Isaac Quainer. Uh, I won't talk about this one too long, but 89 points. Just given his halfback role, he can put up some good numbers from time to time. Just depends um, on the game, but that was his best score of the year. So 89 points. Um, he'd need to back it up before I'm interested. Um, it's good having you on this week and not DOS because uh, we can talk about Braden Free <laughs> when you won't take half an hour. Um, but yeah, 89 points. Um, went to a few more CBAs this week, but still just, you know, did some time out in the wing as well. Um, kind of in a lot of like the kind of get out of defense kind of play and stuff like that. He was kind of like the kind of guy up in the midfield getting the next kick and things like that. Brandon Ellis was on the other wing who didn't really do anything all day except for maybe kick a goal later on in the game. Do you think any spot's safe
1: for now? Well, I mean, David Swallow took most of the CBAs that Miller would have normally had. Yep. I mean, round Anderson were already in the mix, except most of the midfielders. But Swallow probably played. He's the one that went up. He went up. He had the most CBAs for any of their midfielders. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Fear and he just played his usual wing role that he normally plays, and that's what did turn me off when I was speaking to Louis about it. it was like I was probably more hot on Rory Atkins out of those two Suns players. Everyone was chatting about over yep. the week. Um, because I feel like Fiorini probably isn't the most favoured midfielder, he's not yeah. you know, he's not Tug Miller. And to play like Tug Miller, I mean, I wouldn't have said David Swallow, I would have said someone else, yeah. but yeah, it felt like as
0: well, just kind of on the topic, that Atkins played more of a defender role this week. Where if well, I didn't see a lot of last week, but when I did see him, he was on the wing a lot the week before, and yeah, was more like now back, he was taking kick in. There was, this it was a handy
1: matchup for Atkins as well yeah, with yeah. Melbourne because like they just yeah. turned the ball over like a lot. Twelve behinds, so a fair did bit have of ball down back. Eight turnovers, I think. He did, which including y- one his pretty spots probably on yeah. the line. But Fiorini, I think why um, took out his spots probably safe. I don't think his scoring is going to be as crazy as everyone thinks it's going to be. I think that yeah. eighty, maybe a seventy. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be dishing up hundred pluses. He's just the kind of guy that can get a lot of cheap ball though, and he might pop up here and he's. Probably eighties like where he's for his matchup, depending on yeah, yeah. like, who Gold Coast are playing. I mean, they've got West Coast this week, that's gonna be very handy. Yeah. I haven't really looked at their matchups. Brisbane Lions next week won't be as handy. Yeah. So you know, you might get a win this week when they play West Coast, but yeah. you're gonna be I'd be worried about that Brisbane matchup.
0: Yeah, I think after that, yeah, it opens up a bit more, but yeah, tough couple of weeks for Gold Coast, that's for sure. Um Justin McInerney back into the side this week after being dropped last week, so he really responded, scored eighty nine points. He's just a player that needs to back it up. We've been talking about this guy for years, how much potential he has, but just cannot deliver. I guess being that outside winger type, it's harder for him to score in the Sydney system. Um, But with Dylan Stevens out, like Sydney rotate a lot of players on their wings, and I think they might just be dialing it in a little bit and just yeah playing a few different players. I think um, Errol Golden was on the wing a bit more. So, yeah, Golden
1: didn't see a single CBA. He was a flat halfback wing. Yeah. So, do you think maybe that game just suited the wings and the halfbacks Maybe, like the yeah. CBAs well if he's scored 160. 161 without seeing a CBA yeah and yeah. I probably mean scoring 89 on the yeah. wing as well probably might have been a game that suited yeah. the wingers
0: if McInerney backs it up um, I'll look at him a bit closer, but yeah, I'm just—he just hasn't shown
1: enough. Oh, everyone, we just really. need to see one more, yeah, um, sort of like game where Gordon and McInnery to wrap it up yeah. again because like yeah. so the wings aren't always like Gordon hasn't had the greatest run this year. He's been a bit up and down. Yeah, correct. Um, Mark Pittnet, um, 87 points. He's performing well with uh,
0: De Koning of the side. I was trying to figure out this morning why De Koning didn't play VFL on the weekend. He got a concussion the
1: week before, so that's why he didn't play. So there's some rumour again he- around Twitter that he went out on the piss or something? Like that. Oh, geez, I don't know. That could be. <laughs> some, or some rumour. He- yeah, he didn't shop the. I don't know. I saw, it might have been fake. I won't say go yeah, too yeah. in depth into it, but yeah, I did yeah. see some rumor about how he probably should have. Yeah Played but they left him out
0: For some reason That's the first I heard of it I got told I got told Concussion is why he missed But uh, anyway um, So Mark Pitnett's Rucking solo At the moment And McInerney's kind of Like a tough Ruckman To ruck against He often negates um, Opposing Ruckman So to score an 87 To back up I think it was his 91
1: The week before Pitnett's just becoming An option if he's available On waiver-wise. Score mm. um, up the hit outs 48 hit outs Versus 29 Which yeah. is very good For McInerney Like he never gives up That many hit outs Yeah Well apparently Pitnett Is Well last year Was one of the better Hit out to advantage that this year is As yeah, a, as and a stat too. last week Yeah um, He's the He isn't averaging the most hit outs Like you think of guys That are averaging massive hit out numbers Like Sean Darcy and yeah, stuff yeah but he's averaging twenty hitouts to advantage a week, which is yeah, crazy because huge. I think he's only averaging like twenty eight hitouts a game. Yeah,
0: that's it. So, so I think they <laughs> kind of prefer him
1: in there. Um, he's definitely, he's yeah. Well, they reckon he's the best tab ruckman in the comp yeah. because of that stat. Well, there you go. He didn't have a lot of the ball. I can't believe he had forty eight hitouts against MacKinnonie. I didn't know that. Stat. Yeah, often very that's hard massive. to ruck
0: out. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. floating around wave wise, pick up pitnet He's going okay at the moment. Just watch when Deconing, if when Deconing comes back. Um, oh, we talked about him briefly before, but against uh, Bailey Williams. But Ben Miller had eighty seven points. Um, it's just. A good showing from an unexperienced ruckman. What but, was the um, ruck split in that game?
1: Because I mean, when I was I watched half of that game. And Samson Ryan played a lot pretty, of ruck
0: time. It was pretty split, I reckon, mm. um, in terms of CBAs. I feel like Samson
1: Ryan's a better ruck option at the moment.
0: Yeah, I didn't see the game. Um, He's more mobile, honestly. but yeah, um, yeah, good score. But yeah, again, it's only up against Bailey Williams, so it's probably not the toughest opponent. How far as an anchor away as well. Like yeah, true Four or six weeks Or something like that Yeah, like. should get a bit of a showing In between now and then But, um, yeah Speaking of Ruckman uh, Billy Frampton 86 points um, we, We'll mention that Mason Cox Did come back into the side But Frampton was still their best Ruck <laughs> Yeah, Frampton was fine um, He actually had
1: the 60% of the CBA So hey, He's looking
0: good And Yeah um, And he won the hit-outs, too. I mean, he was
1: as Hayden McLean most of the game, but the last few weeks have
0: been looking good. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. um, With Cox in there, I think that might hinder him going forward, though. Like, it might have been circumstantial now that we know that – well, now that I know that Laddams was out or injured for most of the game. It might be just a bit of a bump. Like, maybe don't expect to see this with Cox going forward. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I'd say so. I feel like maybe once Laddams went down, they sort of might have – taking advantage of the McLean factor and just been like well Frampton you can just cut cut it up there rather yeah. than burn out Mason Cox in his first game back from yeah, a pretty bad injury yeah a bit more um, when Cameron comes back it's going to be interesting to see if Frampton does any ruck work because he's actually been like rucking very well like I thought yeah Frampton's been fine I watched him I'm trying to think which game I went to the other week where they played it was Collingwood yeah versus Adelaide yeah yeah, two weeks ago yeah um, and he did a very good job on Rob so yeah fantasy wise I don't love him but I think just as a player like he's just playing that role is going to be handy to yeah, have yeah, as definitely. someone who's a defender yeah if they get a ruck split I just it's gonna can't be believe he's, he's gone have. from
0: Port Reject then well, he's to Crows Reject gone from a, a Premiership forward, team like. from a ruckman <laughs> yeah. to
1: playing forward to playing key back now back into the ruck yeah, like yeah. he's just been a real journeyman played at three clubs and probably yeah. hasn't only played like 30 AFL games <laughs> I wasn't there on the night
0: but um, a few of my mates um, just ran into him after the game and hung out with him apparently a real good dude as well <laughs> so yeah um, Blake Hardwick uh, I guess got to apologise to him I gave him a tip of the cap last week because I just said he'd never be consistent enough well but the thing is he has it was a dumb call um, apologise to Blake Hardwick um, his role is good enough for him to score well from time to time it's just that um yeah, he can get caught in some defensive roles that does stifle him from time to time. Even this in this team, game. We, I think we've said this before, but he gets like swung around a bit, a bit yeah. swing man. Yeah, definitely. So that can affect him too. Although when they were swinging him forward earlier on the season, he was scoring better. So I don't really know. But it feels like he's just back to that halfback role where he's not defending, takes a few kickouts, all that sort of stuff. So just apologies to Blake Hardwick for saying you're just a tip of the cap. Um, Ollie Holland's had 86 points. He's starting to find more of the foot. He did have six turnovers, but I think he's just safe at the moment just because there aren't many outside options at Carlton. Do you think he's ever going to be a ceiling player? I think we have this debate every week, but do you uh, think he's ever going to be winger outside
1: type? You probably at any other club would get a good run through the guts, but at, at Carlton, he's probably destined to play the wing for most of his career. Yeah. Um, i trying to think it was Acres. Acres had a big game, I reckon. I don't know. If, yeah, okay. Acres had a fairly good game. Yeah, um yeah. Uh, what I do like about Ollie Hollins is he like runs his uh, running stats are huge yeah, I mean yeah, they the had,
0: yeah it talks about
1: had um Sam Walsh come back into the side like what three three weeks ago yeah and yep. I reckon it's the same Got week around. in yeah. my classic team I traded Hollands out oh. to Sam Walsh yeah um and you think Holland's running like 15, 16 kilometers a game, playing on the wing. Sam Walsh, yes, he does play through the middle, but he also does see the wing sometimes and yeah. runs about 15, 16 kilometers a game. I was like, uh, a little bit like for like. I don't yeah. know how much run and carry and how much running Carlton really need in their team and whether Holland's scoring would take a dip, but if anything, it's gone up. Yeah. Like no, He's, he's gone, had two good back-to-back
0: weeks. Maybe it's just taking some pressure off. That can happen as well
1: when a player like Walsh comes it's in. He's just ultra fit. I feel like with most rookies, we see them have like a good first five weeks. Yeah. Then they sort of like the knocks and everything yeah, starts okay. getting to him. He's not Rollins is quickly. ultra fit, like he's running yeah. 16k a game. I don't know if we'll we will see a dip in his scoring. He might even just keep going up, he'll keep finding more confidence. So. Hopefully,
0: yeah. I've still got him in classic and he's yeah, I had well, him feel this week. That's and a was good snack. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. the week everyone traded him out here. Yeah. I like most people traded him out. I feel like his scoring just went up in another gear. Yeah, no, it's been good. I've been yeah, I've been a fan, so hopefully it can continue. Um oh, same type of player,
0: outside wingers. Uh, Nathan O'Driscoll, 86 points. That was just his best return of the year. I think this will be like his output. You know, on the regular, when he becomes a bit more senior, you know, a bit more experienced, If he being a job winger,
1: security, you'd lock him in, yeah. to, um, to a side. But yeah, it's just yeah keeps him and the Rasmus just can't get a good crack. In. <laughs> like, yeah, injuries do help him as well. Like he's yeah. been pretty Yeah, I mean, prone too. if Frio had a fairly good win on the weekend, but if say their season does get written off a little bit because they've lost a few games now, if they lose a couple more, maybe in the back half of the year, we will we'll see. Um, See these guys all get, like, consistent crack. They might play play the kids a little bit
0: more. Yeah, well, we'll speak about Erasmus now as well. Like, he had 85 points and just such a highly touted junior. It's good to see him getting a game uh, as well. He had a eight CBA, so spent a bit more time on the uh, on the inside as well as the um, the outside football he was playing too. I'm confident in his future. I think he's going to be
1: a gun, but just
0: needs to kind of find a spot.
1: Maybe yeah, once Diego Mira, like moves consistency on, these, thing, he can move in there. But it's like a first second third year play sort of just won like a good cracker like 10 games in a row just cracking it yeah yeah um is he a second year player or third f- i reckon he's the third year yeah, player okay. so yeah. you know like he just i just don't feel like he's had like a really good crack like it's something that the gold coast kids get a good cracker as they get like to play like 20 games a year yeah but these Freo guys are getting like four six ten games a year <laughs> yeah just give, yeah, give yeah, a good crack.
0: yeah i reckon if he gets a run he's got some serious potential there um Oh, Jamie Elliott, Elliot, another one we won't talk about heaps, but eighty-five points. Um, didn't see the game, but just tipping the cap. One goal, five tackles, do, doing those pressure jobs. Um, up forward. It's a low-scoring, contested game. It seemed as well, so it probably suited him for a few tackles in that forward line. Uh, I'm not going to dwell on that one too much. Um, Matthew Flynn had eighty-five points, one twenty-eight hitouts, but English won forty and just absolutely dominated the game, pretty much in every aspect. Mm, is, English have like twelve <laughs> centimeters on Matt Flynn. Yeah, probably <laughs> is is Flynn in trouble with Bruce only three or three I think it'd be two weeks away on the injury list this week
1: yeah I'd say so. I think Bruce yeah. should come back in um they were talking on the coverage about how good Flynn was playing yeah and how it's was good to see him back on the side after he's been out for a while or whatever you know how it was good to see him like get another crack because he obviously had that breakout I think it was two years ago maybe yeah um yeah But yeah I think Bruce is a definitely favourite number one He's just so strong and Yeah When he's fit bodied and scary yeah. yeah he
0: could do a bit more Than probably Flynn's offering At the moment But he's been a good run Fantasy wise Just actual footy wise I'm not sure if GDVS Are loving it That's all uh, Cam Zerha He's the next one I want to talk about Just such an almost player Had 73 points on the weekend And it was actually His lowest um, CBA rate For the year But looked probably More dangerous going forward He just couldn't convert Because he kicked Three, goal- uh, three behinds what do you reckon with Cam Zerhard? Do you reckon he's ever gonna be a reliable fantasy scorer? It's
1: just annoying. Uh you got him down for seventy three points. I scored eighty three. Eighty three, sorry. Yeah, had twenty touches. Yeah. Um, which is handy. But yeah, he can be so annoying. Like just some weeks looks like he's gonna be in like Brownlow contention form mm. <laughs> and then other weeks comes out and has a stinker. Yeah. Eighty three is not exactly a stinker. Yeah. But, yeah, he definitely played up forward a lot more this week rather than in the midfield. I like him in the midfield. Yeah, he should it's have just, turned up on the weekend. It's just they have so many young midfield kids at North at the moment. It's like, who are they going to go with? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Phillips, um, barely getting a crack. Cunnington's done Well Cunnington's – I mean, yeah. <laughs>
0: well, actually, last time we thought Cunnington was done, he came back and played right the following week. So, I don't know what's happening there. We'll talk about him a bit later on. Uh, Jeremy Finlayson, 83 points. Um, he's a really important player for Port Adelaide. And I just don't see Lysett coming back into the side at this rate. Um I think he might have got injured last week because he had 38 points in the sample last week and then didn't play this week. So I think he might be injured again. So I think Jeremy Finlayson. Um, he's basically playing forward, then goes in the ruck, then will plug a hole in defence when you know we need it's it's a stem big call. In like, terms
1: of like their flag pursuit, he's yeah, probably yeah. one of their most important players. Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah, I mean if Dixon goes down, Finlayson's now their number one forward. Yeah. If Lysic goes down, then Finlayson's now their number one slash number two ruck.
0: Yeah. Or even if Tackle like if we yeah Tee- like I, you could even see it work where Teele gets dropped and Finlayson just goes back into they did that for a little bit last year Finlayson
1: was ranked one of the best ruckmen in the league so yeah he's just so strong Yeah, Um, his footy IQ is unreal as well just because he plays as a bit of a swing man so yeah, he just knows, he like, just kicks important goals and he's there in important moments. He's done it a couple of times. He did yeah. the Sydney game, was there in important moments. Yeah, He was there on the weekend. I think he kicked the, one of the last goals of the game to put him in front. I know there was um, compassionate
0: circumstances to get into Port Adelaide, but like to get him for the draft pick, we did. It's been absolutely Crazy, yeah, Crazy. Yeah.
1: yeah, even the GBS for a while there, he was a very important player. Yeah, just yeah he had that one big man. season. Yeah, um,
0: Riley Bonner, keeping on the Port theme. Yeah. Um, Eighty-three points. He's taking up the wing role um, in Dersmar's absence. Um, I think lock him in for that period that Dersmar's out. He's always like been an almost type of fantasy scorer. Um, averaged close to eighty last year, and he was playing for most of the season. It was just like the last like four or five rounds. He just came out of the side. So, yeah, um, I think Bonner, given that he's listed as a defender, could be a handy option if he's on your waiver. What do you, think? What did you say?
1: 83 points. I didn't. I was at the game, so I mean, I was watching the game, but I just feel like he was on 50 odd at half time as well. He mm-hmm. just had a quiet second half. Just looked up 28 points in the second half. Yeah. Um, but he was in the first half he was unreal he would have been my, one of my best on grounds he was everywhere like yeah, yeah. real Lockie with type, just piggish like yep. kicking it to someone and then following up the kick to get the handball off yeah like just amazing Link tank um, he gets slammed for his kicking at times but I feel yeah. like he's also very good at kicking at times like yeah. Yeah, sometimes right. he'll burn in very important time and that's yeah. why Port fans just hate him but then he pulls pull off kick. like a freaky yeah he pulls off like kick. this yeah. freaky like yeah. halfback just pick someone out and like do the switch you're like hey, yeah. how does he pick that out like yeah yeah know. I think he's such an almost player, like he's almost like Lockie with but he's almost like just good yeah, enough to play Sandfoot. Like, no like
0: yeah. I think just over the yeah, they will give him a run over the next few weeks. So his he's just bed, best is so far away for his worst. Yeah, That's probably the bright type. Um, I think I mentioned Aaron Norton every week. Probably just make him too good for the podcast, but he just never hits that ceiling. Um, Seventy nine points, kicked three goals. He's just one of the most keep like consistent key forwards to get that seventy each week. So definitely want to consider. Um speaking of two G four P, Jack Saligo I think I'm just gonna make him too good for the podcast because he just keeps putting up decent scores in his new role, which is less outside and more inside forward. Um we'll talk about him every week if we don't make him too good for the podcast. So
1: Yeah, he um it's yeah. In his second year and I'm I mean, yeah, guys like Sloan to, and that filter yeah. out then um Yeah. He's a good Speaking going to be a gun. of Crows players, though, I mean, I didn't do much research in this, but do you see Matt Crouch's. Yeah, well, he came on as a sub. <laughs> as a sub, sub. Yeah. In the last quarter, what do he have? Was that Seven was touches in the last quarter. That's 23 points. Yeah. But I definitely noticed he was everywhere. Like, I just noticed him yeah. in the contest everywhere. I was like, this guy needs a full time gig next week. Uh, well, do you reckon he'll get it? Hopefully. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Crouch is just someone they don't want to play. He looked feel. good. Like, he looked. And, and Crows, the game was in the balance, and he was like winning clearances and stuff. I was like, this. How is he not getting a crack? Yeah. How is he not on the team? Yeah, I don't know. It's One to watch. I feel like he's on. Uh, no one's got him in their team. Yeah, I've I mean, still he, him in my Keeper League team. <laughs> like, bench. A lot of, he's in a lot of waivers at the moment. I yeah. mean, he only played half a game as well, so he's not going to be on everyone's rating. He scored 40 from a half a footy. Yeah. 12 touches. So, like, that 40 is not going to be – when everyone just clicks on the waiver and they go to, like, the top averaging players, yeah, or that 40 is going to be, gonna be down, right down the bottom. So, if you want to have a sneaky look through your waiver this week for Matt Crouch, if he gets a full game – Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, everyone's saying midfielders are pretty pretty thin I'm this year, hard. like primo I, midfielders. I just so. think that
0: job, like he's worth, the, like if you've got a deep league. definitely worth this, like, picking him up. But I just don't know if his job security is ever going to be there again. That's Just all. a
1: sneaky, it's that time of the year where we had to talk about him. So. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's probably about time they brought <laughs> him in. Might be next week that he gets a good feature on the podcast. Um,
0: Zach Guthrie, again, we're talking about almost players. He's having that almost kind of year. Um, 78 again. He's just not the worst player to have on the field. He's just not the best. I think the spread of points at Geelong and the
1: many different types of players that they can do to do similar roles it just hurts him don't you some, yeah sometimes is it, it, um, it I mean Stuart spent those couple weeks out of the side and I thought Guthrie's scoring would have gone through the roof but it didn't really yeah but some weeks you notice like Stuart play more lockdown or deeper and Guthrie will go more at the field or when they had Deconi he'll play like lockdown and it's, it's like they sort of like what one does the other does so yeah Guthrie's you know he is not locked into just being an intercept marker he isn't locked into being a rebound defender like he sometimes he does play a little bit lockdown here or like a little bit yeah. deeper in defense yeah um yeah he's, yeah such an almost yeah, can- <laughs> almost Almost as uh, Stewart. He's like Tom Stewart from Wish, but you know. But yeah. um,
0: well, don't they call you Sam Draper from
1: Wish? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> probably a little bit a little bit grim. Maybe he's um he's Tom Stewart from Kmart or something like Maybe. that. Kmart's a little good. bit better
0: than Wish. Yeah, I like Kmart's quality. Yeah. Um Toby Bedford, 77 points. Um he actually had twenty-six percent of the CBAs for GWS. Dossie flagged this in the preseason that he could see him moving in the midfield, and I was Kind of. Like, Pretty rare considering TBS yeah. is midfield, but, I mean, they did yeah. bring him in for – they must have brought him in for a reason. Well, I just thought it was, um yeah, Bobby Hill going, just kind of replace that small forward role, That's, really. Yeah. But, yeah, look, they, it, credit to Dossie. He's on the money. They started to use him in a, bit, in a few CBA, so keep your eye on that one, um, given he's listed as a forward. I
1: just – yeah, it is he a deep midfield. I just done Very know if, deep. Tom yeah. Green and Keneally are slaying at the moment as well. Yeah, absolutely. Kelly um, as well. Probably Kelly's – Having probably
0: he's one of his better years. I'd yeah, say. could um could Bedford could get you that kind of seventy here and there. I think so. Probably worth a, a late kind of waiver pickup if you've got a spot for him. But yeah, wouldn't be going too crazy. Um, Jai Caldwell, seventy seven points. He's just another almost players again. Um, every time I field him, he stinks. But then every time I bench him, he'll give me like a seventy. He's just, the sort of
1: player you want to have on the bench for the emergency on. Yeah, we don't play and then.
0: We, Kay's taken over his commission this year and he's gone full lockout. Uh, it sucks <laughs>
1: that sucks that's a big time suck yeah yeah Fatty's one of those players where like yeah once every couple of weeks he does ton up and you're like oh. yeah and then you're like that's the week you drop him from your team or whatever you're like oh, funny yeah. I had him on my side yeah, that's happened. you that's just can't pick the week story like, in um, along, like. so they're great to have the emergency on sometimes and then you can loophole them yeah, in yeah. but yeah I mean Coldwell being a first round draft pick is also like he's pretty overs like he gets a yeah. lot more attention than probably what he's worth. Like yeah. there's some better
0: unique players out there. Yeah. Last week we were saying he'll probably like Dossie and I were both probably in agreement that he's never actually going to be
1: that live up to that potential. Not an S and I yeah. think with the midfield it's, they've got like yeah, unless Merritt leaves, you know, Yeah. Paris, yeah and she'll probably goes out of the side. And they've just like got that. too strong. And even like Archie Perkins and everyone else they've got, that can yeah. play midfielder.
0: We'll talk about Will set what's happened to Will Setterfield in a sec, but yeah, that's another kind of factor there. Um, Jack Lakosius had seventy six points. He's just it was everywhere this week. Started forward, but ended up down back when the game was in the balance as well. Even took a couple of kick-ins late as well. Just another roller coaster player. I feel like we chat about him every week, so I won't talk he, about him too much. He but. just has
1: those off weeks. If he didn't have the one every five weeks where he scores like a thirty, yeah, you'd be too good for the podcast. Like he'd be primo. But yeah, um, he's yeah. I mean, he's starting to get that consistency to his game because I think last year it was like. T- for twice every four weeks was the thirty. Yeah. Now it's just filtering into like once every four weeks yeah, <laughs> just the thirty. So, so he'll be more consistent. He's getting getting um probably what had about fifty plus AFL games now under his belt. So yeah, definitely.
0: Um Alex Shinkotta, seventy five points. Um just continuing on that half back line. Newman copped a week. Uh, I think I don't know if they've contested it or not I the tribunal news is coming through now i got yeah. a few messages about it but yeah yeah so just wait and see what happens there but I think he could be in line for maybe an 80 or so this week he if looked he good continues. he looked yeah.
1: good on Friday as well um, he should have got up forward almost kicked a goal yeah um, everyone's getting around him no he it's, looks pretty he looks very solid probably should have played him before Cowan really in hindsight but yeah But I mean he's just been picked up on the list so maybe they just yeah. wanted to get
0: him into the system maybe a little bit more or whatever or, yeah um Lloyd Meek had 75 points so he's just one I reckon you should just watch for Reeves injury there's a chance that they might rest Reeves or something like that given that Meek had a rest last week or went to the VFL last week they might just give him a week off and if that happens Meek might pop this week so he might be just a good streaming option if he's on your side I want to talk about Will Setterfield now 70 points didn't have a single centre bounce attendance so you're at the game as well you would have noticed he's on the wing a lot where does he go from here? Does, like, what... Like, can he get back to what he was doing? Because Hobbs has come into the side. Stringer has been taking... ball he he's, he's
1: in my classic side now, and he's getting traded this week. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to be his biggest fan. Yeah. Um... For people like me that have got him, drafted in with their first round draft pick in the redraft. And, uh, you know what would be a handy one is if you don't have him is you could look for a little trade here because he'd probably be going a bit cheaper than what he could yeah. put out. I feel like 70 is still a bit under what he can do. Yeah. Like if someone
0: like Shield comes out or if Hobbs goes back to the VFL, I don't see that happening, but like, or if they just stop You're just rolling. praying for an
1: injury, really. Yeah. And then he, he shoots back up to being 100 averaging mid.
0: Or just stop Jake Stringer playing through there. Like yeah, but Jake Stringer is
1: just so dangerous. Yeah. So they just need that explosiveness. Um, yeah. I think Jacks ring the first. I feel like we've like seen it. this Will Satterfield before. We've seen it at Carlton last year. Um, that wing. Wing roll, yeah, and it's probably like that sixty to seventy, maybe an eighty every now and then, yeah. But if if that midfield mix does change, and we see an injury, or which is pretty likely with someone like Jake Stringer, yeah, true, <laughs> um, he's very handy to he have on bench. So if he's going cheap in your draft league, if he's going real cheap, and we're saying midfielders are pretty hard to come by and they're pretty thin, yeah, it's pretty handy to have a Will Setterfield on the bench. Yeah, so yeah, I've got to I keep mean, playing him on the field. Unfortunately, but I, I yeah. might put a few trade requests out for Will Setterfield this week in some of my leagues. Not a bad See idea. how cheap I can get
0: him. Uh, remember the last player in this segment, um, Blake Drury, just fifty-five points on debut. He was just good without starring. A good first um, quarter, yeah, yeah, definitely. He like seven touches he in everywhere. the first
1: like ten minutes of the game. Went Looked like that. he was going to go wild, but yeah, did go missing off that. I mean, um, the game was still a little bit competitive in the first quarter, and I think he would have broke it open. So yeah
0: wild for another week, so. He's been he dishing do, up some
1: good VFL scores too, so. He and he's He's got some fantasy potential. That's good to know. Um,
0: all right, just a few talking points that were sent in by members that they just wanted us to address this week. Um, first one's just Adam Trelaw's injury. So, he's got a hamstring. They reckon it's low grade though. though. They don't it's okay. The, but it is Trelaw. He's got a massive yeah. history. I was going to say who replaces him, gets a bump. Do you think, you know, Bazlenka just goes back in the- Yeah, mid- I think they've got so many midfielders yeah. that they
1: just probably move a bit of a rotation. They don't have Lockie Hunter anymore. Yeah. Um, so it's like that's a hard one but yeah I'd keep an eye out for um the ones I flagged was like maybe it's rare but like Caleb Daniel or Bailey Dale might get a shift up because yeah. they're obviously playing JJ down back now as well yeah true with um, Ed Richards yeah um or the other one is keeping on is like Riley West
0: yeah that's what I was <laughs> he played, I think I looked at his VFL score <laughs> I think it was only in the 70s on the weekend but yeah, yeah but if he
1: gets a gig like I don't know it'd only be for like one or two weeks I feel, I feel like they've got so many midfielders that, yeah, it's, it's not going to be enough to warrant a um, yeah, selection. Yeah, um, Tim Membry,
0: um He's always been a reliable scorer um, as a key forward You know that seventy, kind of seventy-five average. Do you think he'll get back to it? And do you think just the slow starts what holding him is holding him back? Yeah, or? I mean
1: Max King coming back inside potential. I'm pretty sure he'll come back in this week. Should help because yeah, he's been the taking off. the key defender. They had Ben McKay. Yeah, yeah. And um, even Griffin Logue taking a few grabs. So yep. it was pretty hard hard gig for Membry on the weekend. It was a low-scoring game. St. Kilda only kicked eight goals. I'm pretty sure Membry went goalless as well, whereas normally he's pretty good for one to two goals. Yeah. So that would boost his scoring a little bit. But yeah, just Max King coming back will take a bit of pressure off him um, and let him free up to maybe the second defender
0: from another side. So Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, I think he's still... You could One, that you could probably potentially you know pick up cheapest chips um, if you need like that last forward to average you like a 70, 75. He could do it. So, yeah, one to think about. Um, Jack Crisp, um, people are asking, is he a back-to-the-podcast candidate? Um, averaging 78 with absolutely no ceiling, it's just either like you know, 82, 84, 75, that type of
1: scores each it's just, week. It's that, like same as a Jai Coldwell because Jai Coldwell was a first-round draft pick. Everyone's sort of like... People that have Jack Cole on the team sort of like overhype what he's maybe is. And because Jack Crisp was averaged like 100 plus in the past. Yeah. People are going to be pretty wary to like let him go. They're like I'm not going to trade that guy. same with like P- you still holding on to Matt Crouch. If that was anyone else that wasn't a premium A grader yeah. in the past, you would have ditched him weeks ago. Yeah. But the people are going to be hanging on to Jack Crisp being like, oh, he might, he might bounce back. So it's yeah. going to be pretty hard to like take him off someone. Yeah. He's not going to be on any waivers at the moment. I
0: wouldn't even want him though, to be honest. Like- like looking at Dacos, like Dacos plays the role that he should have played. Like Chris was always a better scorer on the halfback than he was in the midfield. Like every time he go in the yeah, midfield, he was even like of, the stats.
1: He was like five to ten points better. Yeah, yeah. And now that that defense, like halfback defensive and role, and oh, there's role another name that's just taken that role was John Noble. Yeah, exactly. Playing yeah. that probably yeah. one of the better ones in the league at the moment. Playing yeah. that rebound role. Yeah. So like, I just don't see him going back to a role
0: that gets him he's into also like attention Thirty-one years old or something. Yeah. Is he really Jack Crisp Yeah, he's like.
1: It like only yesterday he was traded from so Brisbane.
0: But, yeah, now that makes sense.
1: Yep. Um, do you really want to be picking up a 31-year-old whose scoring on the decline? Yeah, I think he's done somehow. Um,
0: Josh Gallo wanted to know, Jade Gresham, um, his injury, how does his injury impact players like Billings? Because I think Billings played VFL on the
1: weekend. They reckon, um, again, I heard Ross Lyons speaking, he reckons Gresh will play this week. Okay, so, yeah.
0: Does Billings come back in, though, This pretty soon?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, they're going to have King and Billings come back in. It's yeah. going to be hard to see who misses out. Just yeah, I think Mason Wood might be affected on that wing. Yeah, Wood or, could be affected by Billys, yeah, yeah. but I think um, Gresh was just like a leg, in, like a a leg injury. Yeah,
0: I saw him just have heaps of ice on his legs. So yeah, I wasn't it must feel sure like a big corky or like yeah, that. Okay. But he
1: got subbed out. But then I said off the game like because Rowan Marshall hurt himself. Yeah, he was fine too apparently. Yeah, he said like oh yeah, I mean the, we were up. Uh, they're playing North Melbourne. Yeah, They're we up don't by need a to risk bit. it. Yeah. Like Risk Gresh and um, Ron Marshall were two pretty important players, so Ross Lyons. So. Yeah. I mean, Billings coming back could affect Mason Wood, but I mean, who, who has Mason Wood? Yeah. A, yeah, a lot of we'll key play teams teams though, but yeah, 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 I mean. Yeah. Anyway. You, yeah, if you got Mason Wood, you'd be happy with what he's doing anyway. You'd be very, very happy oh, with absolutely. what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Like he wasn't like a first round pick.
0: Yeah, Case has been... Well, Kays um, took him... I took Satterfield, he took Mason Wood and we've both been pretty happy I've been pretty happy until now.
1: But, like, you're not mad that Cedarfield's scoring's dropped off because you've got more than what you expected out of him. Yeah, So, I definitely. feel like if, if Billings comes back and it knocks a few off wood, you're like, ah, oh, it's annoying. Yeah, yeah, but it's bound but up. But it's not, it's not burning me inside while I'm yeah. trying to sleep. Like, <laughs> Yeah, or well, it might be burning K's
0: not his team at the moment. He doesn't even have a captain option, but, well, yeah, his team's just ageing a bit, I think. Um, yes or no answer to this one. Uh, will Cam Rainer ever make it as a fantasy
1: scorer? No. Yeah, I like I'm so not either. a big fan. No, I mean- Good Not uh, I'm not, not going to say I'm not a big fan of players, but I mean, Cameron, I don't think, not a big fantasy fan. I never thought he'd crack nah, it. Can't do it. I think I thought the only way would be if he gets the gig in the midfield and it's just not going to happen. I can't see Especially it Especially with Dunkley. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> and yeah, and Nashcroft too. Um, Marcus Windhager, what are your thoughts on him going
1: forward? you got dropped. Yeah. Such a weird do- dropping. Um, Definitely hang on going forward though, yeah? Yeah, Ross loves him, but it was weird that he got dropped. I just thought he hadn't had a good crack. He just got back from injury. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's going to be weird because if Billings comes back in the side, Max King's come back in the side, you're going to have to drop two more players. And it's like all these young guys, like if uh, if Billings comes back, if Ryan Burns could be the one that gets dropped and he's having like a breakout year. Yeah, yeah. This is a chance for Windhager to have a breakout year and they sort of dropped him. So yeah. it's like- is, do you reckon Ross is in that hard and difficult spot where he's like, originally when he came to the club, he was like, I want to play the kids and get the team yeah. up to scratch and get them good for three or four years? Now he wants to make finals season. thing they won the first six games or yeah. whatever, or the first five games. I'm like, mm, now I need to actually have a crack at making the top eight. Yeah, if you've got an expectations from the like, members
0: now and that. So.
1: He comes out and says, I love Win Hager, he's going to be the future, but then he's in this difficult spot where he's like, I've got to make top eight and I'm going to have to play yeah. the more experienced guys, like so.
0: Someone like Seb Ross would be like, for me, I thought he was completely done and now he was right back in the CBA mix on the weekend. It's very difficult mix stuff, because so. like,
1: it's a short-term win but a long-term loss. Like So if they don't play Win Hager for the rest of the year or he's in and out of the side, he's going to hurt his development. Yeah. And then say next year and the year after, what happens there? So
0: Yeah, interesting one. I I'm, I have faith he's going to be a good player. Just might have to be patient with him
1: under this system, that's all. Do you think Ben Cunnington is finished? Uh, very close to being finished. Yeah. I wouldn't write him off completely, but just from... The statement that Ross Lyon made by dropping Aaron Hall after having a pretty good game by Aaron Hall standards. Yeah. Um, and dropping Kane Turner after I thought Kane Turner's had one of his better years. I think the you club. said
0: Ross Lyon. Meant Sorry, I'm Clark- uh, Clarko. Clarko. <laughs> thinking of
1: ex-coaches yeah, yeah. that have come back to clubs and All stuff. oh good, yeah, no, nah, easy. Um, yeah, Clarko yeah. made the big statement by dropping those two. I thought Turner's had like one of his better years. Yeah. But, you know, just saying it's time we're playing the kids. It's yeah. time to do some development. Do you Will Phillips come straight back in this week? Or? How long power uh, Powell out for I don't, him, don't know. I haven't seen the power yeah like diagnosis he, i have to look
0: that yeah, one yeah. up but yeah What's this week um yeah i don't know i don't know if it's will for the time but i think ben cunnington i'm gonna I'm, I'm it's a hard honest. one
1: because the fans love him so much he's such like a good marketing oh, thing for the club he
0: scored 97 last week as well so i was like fantasy friendly team st kilda regardless of whether they win or lose surely cunnington's good for at least a 70 this week and i think he scored what 17 or
1: something like he's that. got subbed out yeah i know but like he was doing nothing yeah. up until then as well what did he, what did he score 22. 22, Jesus. From, yeah, just over half a game. Yeah, yeah. Which means probably would have been on track for maybe like a 40 score. Yeah, it's still pretty <laughs> gross. <laughs> no, nah, it's no good. Very gross. Um, And
0: Patrick Dangerfield did a hamstring. Um. Do you think Tanner Bruin could come in and... He looked avoid?
1: unreal in the last quarter. Yeah. Did he, he, oh, did he kick the goal or did he set up the goal that sort of like yeah, secured them the game? I think he might have kicked it, yeah. Can't remember. Um But no, he was unreal in the last quarter. I'm just trying to look up his last quarter stats because that was sort of when Dangerfield went out. Yeah, 39 in the last quarter. Yeah. Um With so no Dangerfield would, in there. So, he definitely get on board Tanner on the Bruin. radar. He had a good... Start of the season was the first two games he went yeah, good.
0: Well, a lot of people didn't expect him to play, and then he was in their first up and
1: actually scored okay. And I think then, he had a big first half, you know, and then went, went missing. But yeah, yeah. he's okay. got potential. He's one for the future for sure. Once was wrapped up and once Mitch Junction wrapped up, Jack Bowes and uh, Tanner Bruin will go go nuts surely. But yeah after the next few weeks you'll probably see a
0: bump so definitely one to consider um, if you've got him maybe bring him onto the field Uh, All right. before we move on to listener questions just want to thank a few members Um, if you like the podcast and want it to continue uh, going forward please sign up as a member and show your support and keep things ticking along Um, if you do sign up we will reward you with our bonus stats on our website those include uh, CBA numbers kick-in numbers the state league fantasy scores uh, and the breakout tracker so you can compare players to the best in the competition at the same time point in their careers um each week we read out 10 gold members so i'll do it this week i haven't done it for a while i've been making the guests to do it so uh thank you chris h harry bat uh nick kirchner uh michael chappell uh pete brown matt risley uh oliver mackie doug wicking scott berry and drew peacock Thank you. Um, And also, yeah, if you don't sign up as a member, um, that's all good. Just uh, if you could help us out by following us on a YouTube channel or just retweeting or following or liking or whatever, um, all that sort of stuff helps. So if you want to show your support, there's other ways to do so. If you do want to sign up as a financial member, there's a link in the description below all right we'll wrap this up quickly we'll just do the listener questions and we're done Checkers. so this one comes from uh, Dale Travers being a St Kilda supporter this is fitting for you is Bytel ever going to be best 22 it's a tough
1: call but I think it's probably might be his last year on the list yeah right yeah I can see um, that happening if he's not in the if, he, yeah, if he's not playing consistent footy by the end of the year I think that's probably him done at Saints yeah I, I'm not saying he's a bad midfielder either like he could get a gig in another club or like a redrafter or whatever but yeah um, it's a tough one. There's got so many young kids in the yeah. midfield, and I don't think he's in the top top five or top six. Yeah, especially Mike, you, like yeah. Machito Owen's playing a fair bit of forward, oh. and then he's playing rot- the rock on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, he's been rotating on the ball. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he's just he's just gone down the pecking order a little bit too much. So yeah,
0: it's gonna be hard for him. Um, uh, Tom Seagram um, Pedler is he going to be a career half forward or will he move inside eventually?
1: He I think he'll go inside. He's shown that in the Sandford in his early days. He's so yeah. good at like pressure. That's probably why he's playing yeah. mostly forward mode. His pressure forwards done really tackling. Yeah, um, I feel like he started like his junior midfielder. Then when he came to
0: Sand like Crows, he was forward in the Sandford. Then he moved into the midfield eventually. I feel like it's just following the same direct trajectory just at AFL level. Like, yeah, he think-
1: played. Um, Bit of forward time in the regular season, In the finals last year. He played in the midfield, yeah, yeah, and he he's not a massive like accumulator, but he's just like yeah. a crazy like. He doesn't look like the biggest tank operator just Either, contested base like, yeah, like, he's just can, so strong like it reminds me a bit of like power pepper as well in that sense of like can play yeah. midfield when needed yeah yeah can yeah. do a bit of contested work but is also so handy up forward in terms of pressure forwardness yeah. that they sort of have to use him there because he's developing into one of those types yeah um Josh
0: Gallo second question for the night um wants to know your thoughts on Dylan Stevens um him being dropped isn't a great thing in his opinion but seems to be able to run a lot and will be a decent wingman I know he had a huge score in the VFL this week as well um do you think he's going to be fantasy relevant and is he
1: worth hanging on to? Uh, yeah, it's difficult because even in his draft years, his numbers weren't massive. Yeah. And his numbers have never been crazily massive. Like he doesn't have that massive like 140 plus ceiling. Like we saw Golden just score 160. Yep. It was like, what, 140 without a single CBA. Yeah. I just don't know if Dill Stevens without CBAs can do massive numbers. And I don't like think that.
0: he's going to get him. Like he's just, um, going to be an outside type. The
1: one thing I'm just banking on Dill Stevens is like coming home to the Crows for a trade at yeah, <laughs> some yeah. point. And well, do they the, could use him like on the outside. Yeah, yeah he'd, he'd, he'd suit perfectly. He'd prefer him than Shoal.
0: Yeah, Shoal
1: so. or Malira yeah, yeah. or Brody Smith. Like there's yeah. going to be room for some like halfback wingers in the next few years. There. Yeah. I feel like they'll go after him pretty hard in the trade period as well. And then you know, Jordy Dawson type role where he was a halfback flanker and now he's playing midfield. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of potential there, but yeah, I mean, that's a lot to hold out for. <laughs> yeah, waiting K-Flex. a while, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Nathan Burns wants to know, um, Ollie Wines, he says he thinks he's averaging 73. He's not too good for the podcast at the moment, being a Brownlee medalist, we don't really chat about him, but yeah, is he going to bounce back
1: or is he forever going to be shit from now on? I think there's a few factors here. What are your thoughts? I mean, Porter just rotating so much at the moment because yeah. that's just the game style. Like sometimes Horn Francis gets a gig for the clearance work. Yeah. Sometimes we're putting Boke in the midfield. Sometimes Willem Drew's playing the contested work. Like he keeps bobbing yeah. up every now and then. I just don't think there's a consistent role for anyone at Port Adelaide. Like Horn Francis scoring has been so roller coaster. We saw Boke ton up last week and then have a 70 this week. Did you so, just refer to Port Adelaide as we? we? I'm talking like <laughs> for you in terms of you. Oh, okay. I have seen you um, in a Port Adelaide track a few years. I've a Port Adelaide track no, nah. <laughs> um, But yeah, I've seen the consistent role that Wines had. Rosie's probably the only one that's played any consistent role. Yeah. And that's because of just how he is. He's probably the most unique midfielder in there. He's not a big yeah. body and he, he's got the silk and like
0: run. I think Port don't want to play their senior bodies in the midfield. It's all about developing these kind of four youngsters really. Um, but you do see it from time to time when we when shit is the fan you they go back to these types like your bikes and your wines a, yeah, and stuff lastly, like that.
1: Um, boat went in. Yeah I, mean, yeah, I think wines. Will, I think the back half of the year you see wines actually go big. So I think yeah. he's one to radar for. Um, had a knee issue all preseason as well, so picking, he's probably super unfit. As picking well. up picking up yeah. on the trade radar, there would be like he'd probably be undervalued right now as well. You would probably get him cheaper than yeah, what he's definitely. worth. Um, Absolutely. If he's only averaging seventy three, you might be able to prime away from someone. And I feel like if Port. The way their fixture is lined up. Yeah, They've got a few go pretty easy up. run in the next few weeks. Yeah. So, you know, Wines scoring might continue to be pretty average. But then when they do play the harder teams in the back half the year and they're really just pushing to secure finals, yeah. I feel like wine's going to have to have a big big second half. So, Man, not a bad thought. Um, Matthew with enough numbers to make
0: a barcode after it. Um, for draft, would you go Willardin or Duggan or Jones off the waivers? I'm assuming that's Chase Jones. Chase Jones, Jermaine Jones. Oh, yeah, it could be Jermaine Jones. I like Duggan I think Duggan's just a consistent 80 type guy
1: Witherden's annoying because he's probably the one with the most potential yeah the most ceiling there but it's just he just he's not even like secured in the best 22 yeah it's gross but like until Shannon Hearn leaves he's probably not a secured best 22 player yeah you're worried about him um, yeah going forward I think
0: um yeah, I'm, I'm probably Doug, and I think he's the most consistent out of those, out of that lot. Especially job security wise. Yeah. Um, been offered Lloyd for Ridley. Would you be tempted, or is holding Ridley a no brainer as he's a future keeper? Um, the role change with either Laverde or um, Berk, uh, Brent sir Thatcher, is that it? Is? Yep. Um, and Redmond's emergence this year has frustrated me as an owner. What do you think? Would you trade Lloyd for Ridley at this point in time? I would. I would... Um,
1: oh, sorry. Pinoffitt, you brought... Oh, sorry. Would you, who would you prefer to keep I'd Ridley? Take, if, someone offered, if I had Ridley and someone offered me Lloyd, I think I'd go yes. Like, yeah. I think I like, feel like, if, like Lloyd's still got another two to three years of good scoring in him. He doesn't do anything but score like Which that. Which is like yeah. enough for a keeper league like, to ride out. Like if you're yeah. winning a flag for two to three years, it's pretty accurate without. that. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd take Lloyd. Yeah. And I feel like Ridley's like two to three years away from really securing his spot. Like, and this is only on potential yeah, as well. Yeah. Like they've got so many... Like, he mentioned it himself, like Redmond's emergence yeah and, um, depends on who's fit as well like he's the first guy
0: to go to that lockdown role when one of their actual defenders gets injured so yeah
1: yeah, they could, they, yeah. I did see Ridley play more of like that deeper interceptor it's yeah. so like lockdown player yeah. whereas Redmond's more like the rebounding defender so yeah. yeah I mean there's so much up in the air whereas you're just securing like you know what you're getting from Jake Lloyd yeah 100%
0: anyways I think that wraps it up for another week so
1: check us, where can our listeners find you Um, In the 12 presses Eat dirt Marmalade On TikTok Or Instagram Or um, even on Twitter I guess I gotta post a bit more On Twitter I've been so busy lately I haven't Was doing some Fantasy tweets But just
0: doesn't happen naturally mate doesn't matter you know? just
1: get, it's, it's got busy with div 12 recipes. Yeah, <laughs> so 12 much recipes. content going on at the I think moment as soon
0: as gather round you went into overdrive with work and things and yeah, yeah this hasn't really stopped and, yeah.
1: and i hoping, hoping it cleans up a little bit soon but
0: yeah so anyways yeah, you can get around our stuff on the socials at Keep League Pod on Facebook Instagram Twitter YouTube and TikTok uh, make sure you help out our sponsors uh, Game Day squad as well by jumping on there and uh, opening a few packs there too uh, whatever you do with them helps um, grow the podcast here too and uh, yeah if you want to support the podcast further please jump on as a member anyways that's it for another week uh, and we'll talk to the listeners soon cheers see you later